0: Saved me. How to survive and prevent disease. In this video, Catherine Lawrence tells the story of how food saved her. After being diagnosed with severe endo- i am not going to say it right—endometriosis, she changed her diet and healed herself. She now teaches others about the healing power of food and offers tips for preventing disease. Now, if that doesn't interest you, I don't know what does. All of these tips and tricks are going to be applicable to our daily lives, and it's good to know. So welcome to the Wellness-Driven Life Show. You guys are about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me introduce today's guest. Katherine Lawrence is a Louisiana native who served in the Air Force as an aerospace engineer for four years. She worked at locations including Florida, Kansas, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq before moving to Fort Worth, Texas to work as an engineer at Bell Helicopter. In 2006, she was diagnosed with severe endometriosis. Determined to find a solution, she began studying nutrition and became certified in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. Since 2008, she has taught over 8,000 students healthy eating in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In 2015, she opened her own demo kitchen in South Lake, Texas to provide free nutrition and cooking classes to empower people to change their lives for the better. Her passion is helping others develop and grow into their best selves. And in 2015, she opened a 5,000-square-foot demo kitchen in Southlake to further her mission, providing the free nutrition classes. And her office, Food Saved Me, was recently recognized as a Salad Master Cookware Master Dealership, a prestigious award given to the top 25 offices in the world. Please help me welcome... Catherine Lawrence. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. It's really incredible that we, you know, get to have you here today to share your story because you have a very strong and unique position with your story. Why don't we start by you sharing a little bit about who you are to our audience? Oh,
1: well, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Um, well, my name's Catherine, and I basically, I'm trying to change the world. I'm trying to let <laughs> people know how much power they have over their health, um, just using nutrition. We have, I think that we're led to believe so many things are we're just stuck with um, for the rest of our lives, so many ailments. But we actually, there's so much hidden empowerment in our food and our food choices. So I've dedicated my life to educating people on what they can do to recover from disease or to prevent it um,
0: using nutrition. Oh, that's incredible. And you really began your journey because you yourself had some issues and, you know, wanting to find out. I mean, Catherine, tell us a little bit. You left this, you know, prominent career field for something that you became very passionate about.
1: I did. So I was... So I was 27 years old and I was working as an aerospace engineer. And that's where I I, when I got sick, I had um, stage four endometriosis and ovarian and uterine cysts. And then I was also told that I was infertile. I would never have children. And I was I was devastated. And I think that's. Um, I think that's the first time in my life that I really asked the question like is it the is it my food is there something I can do and and sadly I was told no I was told there's no influence over this reproductive disease like it's it's not your fault there's nothing you can do you've got to have a hysterectomy and to hear that at 27 I was, I was devastated truly. And, and I really wasn't aware of, um, all of the research and science that was coming out on nutrition and Mm -hmm. how that would help me. And, um, I'm so thankful my mom uh, wanted grandchildren <laughs> really badly and she wouldn't leave me alone. And she kept saying, you've got to try this. You've got to try this. And I I kept telling her, mom, there's no cure. Like this is, you know, I'm just going to keep having Cheetos and Cokes and double cheeseburgers. <laughs> there's nothing I can do. And um, it was really her urging that led me to a nutritionist who, who started this, this journey for me.
0: Oh, and I think it's so easy when we hear horrible news, right? It feels so devastating. We just, I mean, we want to give up. We want to fall down. We're just like, well, it's pointless. It's useless. Right. The end is here, you know, <laughs> like, and, you know, continue to, I know from my own experience, it's easy to go down that route where you eat even you know, more unhealthy when you come to those moments because you feel, and then something strikes inside, you know, where you're like, this can't be the only answer. This, this cannot be the only way. What else is there? You know, there must be something more in this infinite world of possibilities must be more. So what is that? And when did you, when did you start seeking other advice or news? And you went to a nutritionist. What did you hear there?
1: Well, she started educating me on, there are specific foods that are not so good for a woman's reproductive system. And she really educated me on um, some key things I wasn't aware of uh, with sugar and alcohol, dairy products and plastics. It just kind of opened my eyes. And at first it felt very overwhelming, but I said, you know what, I have to to tell my mom I tried everything, (laughs) so I'm going to try this. And I didn't think it was going to work at all um which is which is so interesting looking back this is how i thought as a 27 um so i so i did it i was like okay i'm just gonna do everything that she says and um and eat this way but i'm still having the hysterectomy because i was told there's no hope right and so i went in for um the procedure and they, it was, it was crazy. They woke me up about 30 minutes later and the doctor had this confused look on his face, you know, and he said, I have never seen this. Um, you have," he said, you have tremendous scarring from your endometriosis. And I just had like one adhesion. Mine was wrapped around my colon. He's like, So I took care of the adhesion, but everything else is gone. He said, I've never seen this. It must be a miracle. Like it's a miracle. And my mom was there and she said, she's been eating this weird diet. Could that be it? And he said, no, that's not it. It's a miracle. This is not curable. And I remember I was just thinking about what you were saying, like when you get upset and you almost follow that with even poorer choices for yourself. I remember April feeling disappointed. When he because I knew when he said that I was I was thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, it's this weird diet. And now I'm going to be stuck eating this for the rest of my life. So while my <laughs> was excited, I was very because at the time there wasn't a lot of support in my area for for that kind of eating, just eating heavy plant based like that. But I couldn't wow. deny it. And I stayed on it. Um, and it took about six months total. For me to really just surrender and just say, mm-hmm. okay, this is my body seems to be highly affected by my diet. And so I need to embrace this. And yeah. um, I lost about 55 pounds. I had um, fibroid cysts in my breasts. And this is something every woman in my family has these. So I thought, this is just a Robinette woman thing. You know, mm-hmm. how many times do we do that? And then those seven cysts completely dissolved. So that was when I decided, clearly, whether I like it or not, my body works better on healthy food. There's
0: something here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it was reversed. But I did have that regret. Like you're talking about, I was very hesitant. I wasn't open to change at the time.
0: (laughs) Of course. I I think that most of us are not open to change. It is, it's not easy. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. And so it it has the reason has to be bigger, or you have to have enough proof. And one of my favorite things to bring on the show is the science behind things and those stories, because Catherine, your story is that's where the power is. So by sharing it, it gives people this hope and this understanding. Well, if it happened to her, then it can happen for me. Yes. And so I want to go back to a point that you made also. You said you know, your area where you were living at the time wasn't really, it doesn't really cater to healthy living. And I think that that is a massive, massive uh issue, you know, Mm -hmm. because, and there's so much truth with that though. I don't know if you've heard of the blue zones. You probably have all of your research. So now that we, we have an understanding of, you know, and we're creating more of these blue zone areas. This is where we've done all the studies on what is working and how do we live? How do we change our environment in order to provide healthy living? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, there's so much research out there that support, you know, that's come out of Blue Zone areas. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a Blue Zones project and everything, but all of it pretty much leans to to more plant foods, more vegetables, more things with all these great antioxidants that can heal us.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I could go a little bit on my own journey. I, too, had an experience where a doctor told me that I would not have children. Mm-hmm. And um, I, however, was very young. I grew up with an autoimmune disease. I've nice. had symptoms since birth, but I wasn't diagnosed until the age of 15, and I was diagnosed with systemic lupus. Now, oh gosh, when I was uh, 18, My doctor had told my mom one thing, which she didn't tell me until many years later, but they told her that I wouldn't survive to see 30. And they told me that I would never have children that, Mm. you know, if I happened to get pregnant, I would miscarry. So as an 18 year old girl, And I didn't, I didn't really want children at that time. I had plans to go to college and I wanted to, you know, live my life. I was like, that's fine. You know, I don't need kids and I have plans, you know, I gotta, I gotta goals. And so, but however, I, I was sexually active and I, took birth control. And I couldn't stand, I had gone through numerous birth controls because back then they just were not as good. You know, I think they're probably better now, but then they were awful on my body and I couldn't stand them. And I had side effect after side effects. So I was like, oh my gosh, hooray. I don't have to take birth control anymore. I can't get pregnant. And so guess what happened? So I thought, well, I guess I'll miscarry and I didn't. So I was gifted with a beautiful baby girl at a very young age, and it drastically changed the course of my life. But that's just an example of, you know, sometimes maybe it's the right thing to question other possibilities Mm -hmm. that we could have. So let's, uh, I'm so excited to share with the audience, your, your little miracles that came out of this journey, and we'll share that right after we get back from this commercial when we get back. Stay tuned. Thank you.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby.
0: We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education.
2: That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children.
0: On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself.
2: Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together.
0: Hi, I'm April Hove, the managing director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to eWomenNetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. Okay, so your mother got her wish, yeah. right? <laughs> she did. And through your, you know, finding What works? You've healed yourself now. You have understood that there are possibilities, Mm -hmm. um, because you know the miraculous happen according to the doc, right? So, let's let's share these little bundles because it's very exciting. You now have three miracle boys. Yes. And here Aww,
1: they are. There they are. <laughs> Brady, J John Patrick, and Will.
0: <laughs> oh, so so tell tell us a little bit about this journey. I, I mean, was it challenging or did it just was it easy? What was the journey with these creations?
1: It was, um, gosh, I'm tearing up looking at the picture. Um, it was, <laughs> once I decided I was, I was ready, um, to have kids, it was, I had been, um, eating this new and just having this new heavy, healthy lifestyle for, um, several years by then. And, um, so my first is John Patrick and now he's named after both of his grandfathers and now he's 11, almost 12, um. And then William, the one laying down, <laughs> kind of squinting at us, like he's I don't know what he's doing there. Um, he's eight. And and then Brady is Brady's our little surprise. Um, he's five. And it's it's so I, I want to tell your viewers what made me leave engineering and dedicate my life to nutrition. Um, the news had covered a story about my recovery from, um, endometriosis. I hadn't even had kids. And I got emails from hundreds of women, hundreds of women in that mm. same situation who, and they wrote me and they were like, cause the news got picked up all over the country. And they, so many women, they said, I was in your same situation. I had no idea. I had options. No one told me I wow. had the hysterectomy. I remember staying up one night, just reading these and bawling. And I, I look at my boys now, I recognize if if I hadn't asked questions, if my mom hadn't been so pushy about it, my whole life would be different. They wouldn't even be here, you yeah. know. So they're they're daily reminders. Um, and there's so many women out there that suffer from the problems that you and I have both had and overcome. So it's there's just so much um that we can do with nutrition. And they're my daily they're my challenges, but my daily reminders too.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So are they stacked up in a row then?
1: No, the oldest, mm-hmm. the 11 year old is the one that's kind of upside down. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And
0: here they are. Yeah. I, I, I have quite a few of the kiddos, so I'll move through them a little quicker, but this is just incredible. Um, here's the whole family. hmm Where is this at? This is the Kennedy Space Center. Yeah, in Florida. Now, And this is kind of one of your passions too, right? Because you, you came from this background. And not only that, but I think you shared with me that this is, this is stemmed a little deeper in the family, correct? You want to share a little bit about that? Oh, I think
1: um, flight and aerospace is just so big in our family. I've always um, loved it. And both of my parents are world record holders um, in hot air balloons. Um, wow. I used to have a lighter, mine's not current, but like lighter than air um be able to fly those in the hot air balloons. And then I went, I was in the air force and then became an aerospace engineer. So we have regular conversations about lift and drag and thrust. We talk about aerospace stuff and then we talk about nutrition all the time. Um, So those are kind of key themes (laughs) in our family,
0: things I want um, the boys to know about and appreciate. Oh yeah. And are you excited about the new venture to Mars? Oh yeah! Oh
1: yeah! There's so there's so much now at at KSC that we couldn't even go through all of it. All right. um, but they have a new facility dedicated to that. It's incredible, and I think there's still this sense of wonder in the boys' yeah. age, you know, at at all of this um, space travel. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, there they are again. <laughs>
0: here's here's on the home front at the Water yep. Gardens, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep. Everyone here, it's hard beautiful. to get them all in one picture, so it's a
1: big deal when they're all like
0: sitting still. <laughs> I I agree with you. I know. I I too am a mother of three. I have three daughters. However, so oh. that's opposite. <laughs> There's a difference, and I love this picture. Um, this is one of my favorites, and um, just because, man, you all just look so happy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think this was um. I think this was my birthday, mm-hmm. so they and, took me out to dinner.
0: <laughs> yeah, and your little one looks like he is truly enjoying the pleasures of food. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah, I think we're at Spiral Diner there. It's my favorite nachos. <laughs> oh. And then this picture is so elegant. Can you tell us a little bit about this? I think we I I read about it um, in your biography, but let's go over it.
1: Well, thank you so much. Um, So Food Saved Me is the name of our business and it's always been rooted in my story and my desire to help people. And so early on, I knew I wanted to teach, I wanted to share. It was very important to me for our classes, our nutrition classes to be free. Because I, you know, if I hadn't gotten to a nutritionist, my whole life would be different. And so, so knowing that, I knew that we would have to have some type of, of some type of income to support mm-hmm. that. And so we made a decision to open a salad master cookware business. It's a non-toxic cookware and it perfectly supports people who are looking for a healthy lifestyle. And so our whole mission with Food Save Me has been we help people understand the toxicity and things that are coming out of their their pots and pans, yeah. but also what we do at food save me is we help them to understand the power of food and we try to get them to come to all of these life-changing nutrition classes. And what it's, it's been a tremendous blessing for us by, by making our business truly about helping the community and giving back so that they funnel, um, to each other. It's, um, it's helped us be successful. This picture, we were, um, receiving an award where, um, I think number 20, Five in the world um, at that time out of, I think, almost 500 um, dealerships. And for me, all that says is people are becoming more and more aware of the power of food and and they're looking for resources out there to to find that and people to provide that. And so that's why we've, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit. We've um, adjusted our mission to find more teachers and more educators.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I love that you, I mean, what, what brilliance, because you really want to give. So you're like, I want free classes. I want free education to the community. They have to have that. That's what I'm giving. And as a business owner, how are we going to, you know, to make an income. And so I think that is that there's so much brilliance there, um, because it's it's not only educating people on food, but it's educating us on the the products, the physical things, you know, what we cook with, you know, those little particles that come off of, you know, what we're using, the pans yeah. actually makes a difference. And we ingest that. And so educating people on that aspect as well is is perfect. It's very well aligned. I love that you went that route. Thank you.
1: Okay. So this is Food Save Me Institute. I'm I'm proud of it. Like my own. Ah, this is your
0: your heart. I see your this is passion. Our,
1: Yeah. So finally at the end of last year, we were able to open a it's IRS approved 501c3 nonprofit. It's called Food Save Me Institute. And what I realized as I got busier and busier with my business, with the kids and sports and things. The the limit, we were limited in how much free nutrition education we could provide based on my schedule, which is silly because this information is so important. Mm -hmm. So, we founded the Institute. And what we do is we train and certify people to be certified nutrition instructors. We provide curriculums that are ready out of the box, along with marketing training. We snatched up a fabulous marketing executive who's our executive director. So we teach people, and whether they have a nutrition background or not, we give them nutrition information and then we give them the tools and then the marketing skills to go out and provide the classes. And we are, and it's just erupted. We have people coming to training from all over the world now. I'm excited, we're planning to go to Canada, we're planning to go to Africa, and we have several trainings here. um, Because I think people, are embracing the the power of nutrition and they want to know because people are not getting healthier you know as a culture we're just getting sicker and so we've had a great response to it and yes that's our website and i'm really excited about it
0: yes i can see that that's absolutely amazing um and and we can go more into that here soon here's um one of your photos this is you and the cookware. So tell me a little bit about this photograph.
1: Well, this is, so this is before the Institute was born and we, this is a perfect depiction of our two-part business. We teach people which foods they need to prevent which diseases and how to get those. And then we teach them how to reduce toxicity in their kitchen and how to have cooking methods um, that our cookware allows where you cook at low temperature. I mean, that's a big deal. Most people are, are dredging like oil on their foods and then they're boiling and steaming And they're killing all these precious nutrients that we just talked to them about. (laughs) And so these go together perfectly. It's you always need the right tools to accomplish your goals. It's never just the food. Um, And so this is an incredible supporting tool. We've been able to partner with a lot of doctors in the area as well. Um, And it's just been it's just been amazing.
0: I really like that you bring that up, you know, when we're cooking at too high of temperatures and you're destroying those vital nutrients that are within the food. And um, something that I learned recently now, now food has been on the forefront for me for a long time. And I've always delved into researching because I know that it makes a difference. And I always called my disease, my superpower, because my body told me so quickly what it did not like. Mm-hmm. And so um but I learned that you don't even need to cook with oil or fats. Mm-hmm. Um I I thought that was impossible. <laughs> Honestly I was like uh it's going to burn. No, Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, you can cook with just water, believe it or not, it can be done and it can be done at lower temps and where you get these, this beautiful food and you have all those nutrients still within and they're cooked beautifully. So that's really cool that you bring that up. I love it. Um, we're going to go into one of our next commercials. And then when we get back, let's dive a little into something else that I'm excited about. So stay tuned.
3: Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show, and you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown?
4: I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. That's Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim.
3: So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They own their own content at the end of the day.
4: And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to kimjacobsconsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. Jacobs KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs. Consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs Consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching, and we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story, and that's Kim's story, and we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye bye.
0: All right. Welcome back. And speaking of incredible coaching, um, so you have embarked on this new journey. Not only you have the Food Saved Me Institute, which is extremely exciting, um, that new venture, but you created another thing. And it stems back from some of the research that you were doing when you were learning about nutrition and something came up for you. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: well i've been teaching for gosh about 13 years and i'd always focused on the disease or the ailment so i teach on cancer prevention type 2 diabetes reversal i do a lot of um, in the reproductive area in sexual health we have a class called intercourses Um, food addictions weight loss things like that so i've always focused on the disease i think more than the person And that's because I made assumptions that everyone should have um, the same recommendations. And so, on my team here with Food Save Me, we have about 25 chefs, and I'm blessed to work with some amazing African American women who have really educated me so much and opened my eyes. And I and I, I think something was always in the back of my mind, but as I was going through a Stanford nutrition program uh, last year, I started. I was reading uh, on vitamin D. And I saw this tiny little footnote in the bottom, like very bottom of the page, very hard to read, that said, note, these these levels um, will not apply to African-Americans. They need different recommendations. And I stopped, I, I put the information down, I called my husband over. I said, can you believe that they're saying they're saying there's something different for the African-American community. And we talked about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And then uh, over the summer, I I ended up on my own um, cancer journey. I, it was believed that I had non-HPV cervical cancer um, early last year. And so, of course, myself and my husband, us being researchers, I was like, I got to, you know, we got to figure out what's going on here. I was exposed to a lot of chemicals in Iraq. So we thought that must be it. But in our research, we discovered that's the number one killer of women in Africa. And so I started looking into that. I was like, that's peculiar because that's something that can be detected and all that. So I really just went down this rabbit hole and I, I started wondering, is there something different for the African-American community genetically that, that would also influence their nutrition or just make certain areas of nutrition and disease prevention even more powerful for them? You know, should I give customized Um, recommendations. And it was a it was a difficult and very humbling journey to, um, as I realized, many, many things for the African-American community. Um, But one of which is the primary amount of the majority of our research on nutrition science and people is on Caucasians and a lot of Caucasian men, for example. And so when I realized like we don't even have a lot of research for this population Mm. to support it. And the same, even less for our Hispanic and Spanish speaking communities here in the U S. And, and I was naively shocked by that. And I thought, wow, this is, I was like, so there should be a book on it. So I'm going to go get a book so that I can tell all of these women. So I can share the information with all of these African-American women that I love. And I was looking and looking and looking and there's no book, April, there's no yeah. there's a book from the 1980s, which I love, but there's so much more research and science since then the Jackson heart study, all this important work has been done in the last five years. And so as I, as I was doing, going through all the data, it's just God just spoke to my heart and he's, you know, he just said, you need to write a book and this, and I was like, "What? I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not African-American. Nobody's going to want to hear this. And he just, it just wouldn't Mm -hmm. leave me alone. And so I brought it to um, one of our chefs, Jacqueline, and I said, this is what I'm thinking about doing. You can tell me if I'm crossing the line, if this is a bad idea. And she said, show me your research. And so we went through um, these six areas that I really honed in on that were African-Americans. And so when I say that, I'm talking about um, Americans who are of, of slave descendancy who came from West Africa and Angola, like that part. And, and that's the primary, that's the largest group that we have here in America. And so I'm talking about their genetics specifically and their original diet that they've eaten, their traditional diet and how that's changed. And so once I dove into that, I found six areas that genetically they're different and, and I couldn't, I couldn't put it And Jackie saw it. And she said, Catherine, you have to, you have to, you have to put this, together. Shout it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm so used to being the one teaching and, you know, presenting the material. And some of it is, some material is hard to present, you know, I mean, just in a cancer class and much less now we're going to talk about race. And, and Jackie said, no one has done this. No one has done this for my community. We need the information and i just couldn't i kept trying to let it go and i couldn't and i realized this class is not for me the um the the book is not for me it's is something else that i needed to give that i had inside of me like Les was talking about that I had no idea about. So I brought the science to Jacqueline and then she gave it context and and she gave me perspective that I didn't mm-hmm. have. And she helped me to soften it and present the information um, in a way that people would receive it. And she helped me yeah. to create this class. And I don't teach the class. I We have our website, it's aanutritionclass.com. And we're opening it up to anyone who wants to be certified to teach this class. We give you the materials. Um, this is what the book looks like. It's a 56-page nutrition guide and information, recipes, delicious. Oh, my gosh. Some of my family's new favorite <laughs> recipes are in this book, like African peanut stew. My dad, my son requests it every week. Um, but we were able to see... A, At the end of the day, I think we've created something that's very empowering for this community. I know they're haunted by hypertension. And so do
0: I have a minute to share just one thing about it? I, I would love you to share all things about it, Catherine. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, so hypertension especially plagues this community. And I looked into it. And so if the if listener is not familiar, that's high blood pressure. And um, in the African-American population um, here in the U.S., um, over 55 about 75 percent of them have they suffer from hypertension 75 percent over 55 so this is a really big deal and um and a leading cause of death and so in researching it i learned they're actually a salt sensitive people and so april when you and i have too much salt our um kidneys like we'll sweat it out right and we remove it in various ways through our urine and through our sweat so when people of this origin from this part of africa they found that and it's it's an adaptation to a very very hot climate right and being outside a lot and so when they consume too much salt their kidneys retain it they actually hold on to it so their kidneys behave differently, right? And it's just a genetic difference. That's all it is. But knowing that is that when, if we have the same amount of salt, we're not necessarily going to have the same amount of reaction and our body is not going to handle it as well. And so in the book, in the class, just helping people to understand that this is a, there's also a genetic difference called RAAS, which, um, which makes the kidneys hold on to more and we're not, they're not allowed to remove it from their bodies. We, we, we give tips. We talk about the challenges of that, how to overcome it. We provide recipes that are low in sodium to suit that. And that's just that's just one of these six key areas that we've identified. And vitamin D, I think that's the only one that's kind of um, well-known, obviously, the difference in melanin in skin. And yeah. so what protects them is really fascinating. I mean, I could talk about it all the time, but no, I um, love it. I,
0: (laughs) I, I just, I want to jump in just for a second because, you know, from somebody who would come from a perspective of, you know, we're all human beings, you know, we're, we're all the same. We can eat the same stuff. You know, obviously maybe we shouldn't have, you know, more breads or maybe it would be better if we had less salt and less sugar, but you bring on so many wonderful points. And Where it meets me is systemic lupus is primarily found in African-American women in their 30s. So I am an extremely rare case, you Mm -hmm. know, of being a Caucasian woman and having the disease since, you know, childhood. And um, so you're bringing so many amazing moments and it makes sense on a scientific level when we think about, where are we coming from? Where are our, you know, generations upon generations in the different parts of the world, you know, that is what makes the skin color. We're adapting to our environment. Yeah. And because of that, our our bodies process and release things differently based on those environmental factors. Yes. And so it carries on through. You know, when we talk epigenetics, it carries mm-hmm. on throughout generation after generation. And so exactly. you're, you're bringing on so many points, and I'm so glad that you're highlighting them and that you're making a change and building the awareness. You may continue. <laughs> thank you. I had to yes. share that's amazing. We're, thank you. We're in a global economy now. So it's very yeah. easy to pick up and
1: move to another country and then forget, forget your origins genetically. Mm. There's, there's a lot of interesting things I can throw. I mean, for example, um, people from West Africa, 90% are lactose intolerant. That's a big deal. That kind of discomfort when you um, uh, ingest dairy products and what researchers have found, which I think is really fascinating is that cultures who um, have high lactose intolerance, they're climates where where dairy animals would not survive. And so Europeans, Mm. for example, people of European descent have far less Um, lactose intolerance where, you know, compared to others because their um, cattle and things can survive in those climates. It's, it's, I, I teach um, for a lot of middle-aged women and and who are going through menopause and a a concern I always hear is postmenopausal bone loss, bone density. You know, the good news is this is not a problem in the African-American community. African-American women have much denser bones, you know, the calcium and vitamin and phytochemicals that they're eating um, actually builds up their bones to a, a stronger bony matrix than a Caucasian woman. So mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to think this is all negative. It's actually, it's actually very empowering. We've had yeah. incredible testimonials, people saying that just knowing this information has changed their lives and it started them on a path. But the good news is that Vegetables, foods that are high in fiber and low in fat, they're good for everybody. That's yes. the thing. And there's just some cases um, with ethnicity where certain foods are going to be more beneficial or more detrimental. And so that's what we that's what we talk about, accepting and realizing that we are all in some way unique, but we're also adapted adapted yeah. to our origin and so it's been um it's been an um, amazing journey
0: <laughs> yeah and you know for i always say people who are wanting to heal research those who have healed And so throughout your, your research and your journey, you know, you were somebody who wanted to heal. And so you were doing your own research. And the same with me, I want to take it back, you know, how you, you brought up, well, I thought it was the chemical exposure in Iraq. And I get that because i too when my mom was pregnant with me you know they were farmers in montana and there's so many chemicals that she was exposed to and that i was exposed to you know in the womb and then even after that you know so you know we start to question where is the stem and you just dug so much deeper and you know i think it was a calling from god when you landed on that part in your research, in the book on this doesn't apply to, you know, those of African American descent, it raises so many question marks, right? Well, if that's the case. (laughs) Yeah. And so good for you for, you know, really following your heart, reaching out to others. It's not easy, you know, especially when, you know, there's so much um, of the turmoil with race. And it, and and it shouldn't be, and there is. And so, knowing how to delicately move around that, gracefully move into that, to to support one another, is is something that it looks to me like you've done very very well. Thank you. I do want to acknowledge my
1: team. It's um, we have so many amazing African-American women on the team. And every time I doubted and I sidestepped and I said, people are giving me pushback, people are judging me. You know, every time they they looked at me and they were like, no, you're going to have courage. You're going to be strong. And you're going to do this because we need it. And then they made me a promise. They promised me that they would help get the message out to the community. And so a lot of them are teaching this class, like yeah. out in the community. And I'm, I'm not even involved in it. And it's just the most life-giving thing to watch them um, be able to pour into their communities and give back. And so, I mean, without their support and insistence, almost um, I, yeah. none of this would have been possible. So. Yeah,
0: it, it it would take an immense amount of bravery otherwise. Right. So you yeah. I think that's wonderful that you're giving the shout out to your team because it takes a team to make the dream, you know. So incredible. We're going to move into another commercial and when we'll get back, we'll dive a little deeper. Stay tuned.
1: Bella Grace means so many things to me. Um, I still remember being a young woman and having that name in my heart. And I also am a mother of two young girls now. I love, more than anything, to spend time with them. I wanted to do something that would be empowering, deliver amazing, proven products that work to the marketplace, but most importantly, give amazing opportunity to people all around the world.
2: It truly is her passion. After over 25 years in the pharmaceutical medical world, I've dealt with lots of doctors, lots of chemists, lots of scientists. So when I saw all the double blind clinical studies that validate and back up beyond a shadow of a doubt that have over 10 years of proven results.
1: It's truly beauty from the inside out.
2: We knew that we were gonna be bringing a very disruptive force to the health and wellness world. And that's exactly what we've done. And we have exclusives to make sure that nobody can replicate or duplicate what we've brought to market.
1: The amazing shine, the amazing plumpness, the hydration. It's
0: as if you're watching magic happen right in front of your eyes. It's something you don't get with the most expensive products out there.
2: We started interviewing influencers. We started interviewing influencer companies. So we thought, what if we could give them more? And that's exactly what we've given them is an influencer model, exactly what they want and expected with an affiliate model built around it.
0: They give you a platform to become an influencer
2: customer service, the marketing department, the manufacturer, the, the packaging, the people that are doing our software, the comp plan, every single person here are literally experts in their definitive field. It's over 100 years of experience in the direct selling world.
1: So we've been able to partner these two worlds and bring the best of the direct sales affiliate marketing world with the passionate social media influencing world and bring them together. That's something that we haven't seen out there yet.
2: The best tools possible, the best platform possible that anybody, even if you weren't in the established influencer you could come here and build out a community of influencers
0: anytime anywhere on my phone it doesn't matter who you are what you're following is bella grace is giving us all the opportunity to create a business for yourself this is the time to take advantage of that Learn more about Bella Grace in the description. And Catherine, you and I could talk about so many things. You're doing incredible things and balancing that all as a mother of three young boys. That's amazing. So we could go into a couple of things. I think I'll let you choose. But you're also very passionate about, you know, not only are you a mother of three boys, but you're passionate about, you know, teaching people about, You know, their sexual relationships with each other and that healthy aspect. I think we don't talk enough about that and how as human beings, that's such, you know, our intimate aspect of ourselves is such a massive part of our health and well-being.
1: Yes. So we're going to talk about sex, right? Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about sex. Okay, great. (laughs) This is something actually I stumbled into. Um, you know, I've been obsessed with reproductive disease and all that. And I was looking at my classes and, and most of the people who come to our classes are women. And the only time there would be men is if they were like dragged by their wife. <laughs> yeah. And so I was talking to my husband about it. And it's also happening at the same time in the background, you know, my boys are getting older and, you know, I was raised with sisters. So I know your situation, but I was not raised with any brothers. And And, you know, there's a lot of talk about their penises and like their, you know, I'm like, put your clothes on. It's a very different experience. And so I, um, so in the background, I was kind of studying that area too, because I'm like, well, I'm going to have to coach them in this. And, and we also um, have a 22 year old son and my husband lost his first wife. So I have four sons at home and my husband. So there's a lot of, a lot of talk that I would have considered inappropriate, (laughs) With my sisters, sure, it's um, different. so yeah, I said Matt. That's my husband's name. I said, "How do we get? How do we get men in class?" You know, we had a sleep class, and a lot of men came to that. And he said, "Men care about sex mm. and sleep." And I was like, "Sex? That's easy. Let's well, do." They sleep, sleep better. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and um, so we have we launched our class series called Intercourses, and there was so it sold out. It's I love that
0: title, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Intercourses. Intercourses. I mean,
1: and honestly, you know, sexual health for men um, with ED, and it's—I was astonished um, about seventy-five uh, percent of men over sixty struggle with ED. I didn't realize it, and um, so uh, ED is only, is just a form of early heart disease. That's it. And we were already teaching about heart disease, but a lot of people don't know that's connected. And, um, yeah. we had a urologist, um, an MD come to our class and she's taking notes. I thought, gosh, who is this? And she came up to me afterwards and she said, all day, I see 15 men with ED. And then I see 15 women who are postmenopausal, who have vaginal dryness or recurrent UTIs. And she said, so this is what I need you to teach me about. And she said, this is what's going on with men and women, uh, in their forties and above. And I thought, Wow. So we talk about ED and getting foods that boost our nitric oxide production, mm-hmm. like dark leafy greens and pistachios and berries and chocolate, thankfully. Um, and then we talk about vaginal dryness. I mean, and I'm telling you, it's something people giggle at, but then they're taking notes and they're elbowing. Well, their- yeah, because
0: it affects, nobody talks about it, like I said, it, talks- and it affects, So many people. And you're right. It it is in relation to how we're living.
1: Yes. And so we educate on that. And I, I mean, women, they'll come up at the end of, they really overshare sometimes, you know, and one of them says, one of them said, I hadn't had, I haven't had sex in five years. Like ever since she went through menopause, she said it felt like glass shards whenever she tried to have sex. And so she had come to our class and followed one of the, actually the most beneficial thing that a woman can eat for that is soy. It actually will stimulate um, vaginal lubrication, um, a lot of times more than the medicines. And so she had come back and she said, I'm finally having sex with my husband. It's been amazing. Like you saved my marriage. And I thought, Matt, maybe this is our maybe this is our new ministry because I oh, didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was a problem you know what I mean yeah, like we're yeah. Matt and I are both very healthy that's not an issue and then a couple came up to us and and they had come to our class six months before and they said they had not had sex in three years because he was suffering from ed and um and they she said it was such a problem because she's in her late 40s she's at the peak of her sex drive when his he was not able to to meet her needs and so she said her husband took ferocious notes during the class Went home, increased his fiber, increased his, his green leafies, and all that good yeah. stuff. And um, she said, And now we're having sex like four or five times a week. It's the greatest thing. She oh, said, Oh, it's
0: wonderful.
1: Plus, he's lost weight. All my girlfriends are jealous. And it's just like people <laughs> shudder when I talk about it. I'm like, Oh, let's do an intercourses class. They kind of giggle and whisper. But I say, honestly, I think everyone over 40. This is this is a concern that they either have now or they know is on the radar, you know, especially those with diabetes and heart disease. This is just another symptom. So it's it's been it's actually the funnest class to teach. We usually overshare. Um, But what I did with it, because I want to weave in the kids. Because it's important to tell the young ones. I think what finally got us into it, our 22 year old son, he, um, I remember when he was in high school, his senior year, he was, he took my husband aside and he was telling him that a lot of his friends in high school had ED. And he, and wow, I know. I I was like, what? What? This is like an, an older man's um disease and we started looking into it and it's really you know they were eating just terrible processed high right. fat foods and and having ed when can you imagine when you're 17, 18? I mean you know just all well, might foods. help to be <laughs> some
0: things but it's,
1: <laughs> no it's still, their, their heart's not working either yeah you know, that's but,
0: awful it's
1: so awful. we we talked to our boys we showed them um, we took them to see game changers um, the documentary which is made for men and has some very, very important points on sexual health and erections, erection size, erection frequency, just based off of the dinner that you ate the night before you slept, you know, it's, um, it has very important points. And then we talked to them, we bought, um, we bought the penis book. It's incredible. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's, I can completely forget the urologist's name. I apologize, but it is incredible. And our boys read it and they're learning like, Oh, my diet even matters for the most important part of my anatomy. Yes. It's not random. It's not just raging hormones. Like you want to protect that part of your body and they pretend to be you know mortified and embarrassed when I talk about it but I know they're listening and then they ask me yeah. to make them a green smoothie or <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, saute yeah. Some beans. <laughs> but it's so important there's so many things like this that we're not talking about and it's causing people tremendous, emotional pain and emotional suffering and it's hurting their relationships and leading to
0: more disease, more stress, more.
1: You're right. And then they're afraid to talk about it. They're afraid to ask their doctor or what I think is the worst is when we accept something as normal something that is not yeah. normal. It might be common, but it is not normal for a man to lose sexual function in his forties and fifties. It yeah. is common, unfortunately, but it's not, it's not how our body is designed.
0: No. In fact, I think, I think we keep going like
1: yeah, oh, yeah. it gets no, better and better. And every day. And <laughs> yeah.
0: I think yeah. that because I, I had one of those aha shocking moments when I was, I think I was around 18. My um, I, f- I feel like I kind of grew up in nursing homes, and my because my mom is a nurse, and mm-hmm. so I, I went one day to to see her at work, and um, she <laughs> there was a room that is specifically for um, elderly that want to get together. Oh, yeah! And I was shocked and kind of mortified at my age. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like. It still works, like they still yes. do that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, and I heard it gets so better.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, it just goes to show that's my point. It's not supposed to stop. We no. continue to function as long as we're thriving. And it's, you know, it's the fun part of living, or it's so enjoyable. And it's how we connect. And there's so yeah. much beauty. In it, And yeah, Mm -hmm. when I hear about couples that haven't had sex in forever long, it breaks my heart. I just, I can't imagine. And so let's go over some of those tips and tricks again, if you don't mind, Catherine, what are some things that um, men can change right now in their diet? And what are some things that women can change right now in their diet to help alleviate if anybody in our audience, which I know somebody listening is going to want to know? Okay. I'm going to hit them fast.
1: So for both groups, um, fiber, they need at least 40 grams of fiber a day and low fat, eating low fat, not adding oils, not, you know, restaurant foods and processed foods have a ton of oils and a ton of sodium. Um, specifically for men, I want to talk about nitric oxide production. Um, this is something they stop producing in like their late twenties. And so they've got to get it from food. So you get it from dark leafy greens, chocolate, pistachio, dark chocolate, pistachios, berries, so lots of vibrant colored plant foods. Um, along with the fiber, you can get that from beans and all these foods I'm saying, I mean, except for the pistachios are also low in fat, which is beneficial. Um, I want to say something specifically about dark colored sodas. So the sodas that are not clear, I'm not advocating to have any kind of soda, but especially dark sodas, they have phosphates in them and Mm -hmm. phosphates actually harden the um, muscles of the penis, which prevent it from expanding, you know, um, a good penis has to be flexible. It has to be able to stretch and accept all this blood flow. And nitric oxide is what helps to force that blood in and circulate it. But then the cells have to be able to stretch. Phosphates, this is found in a lot of processed meats and dark colored sodas specifically, will harden that muscle tissue so it can't stretch and expand. Um, And then so that would be specifically for men. Um, for women, definitely um, more fiber, uh, more antioxidant rich foods, which would be fruit and vegetables. And then soy. Soy I would say whole or minimally processed, like um, soybeans, like edamame, um, miso, a fermented soy, very, very helpful for um sexual health with women. Um also uh, tofu, tempeh, those types of things. And then I also want to share something from that urologist. Apparently, postmenopausal women have recurrent UTIs, which is a significant problem. And so we're going to get we're going to get personal here for a second, ladies. Um, One, let's do the easy one, chicken. The bacteria in chicken is what causes that UTI Mm -hmm. um, initially. And so reducing that if possible, but it's what happens when when a woman goes through menopause, if she's starting to be more dry and she doesn't have that lubrication, she starts to use lubricants. And 98% of the lubricants on the market are are not healthy Mm -hmm. and actually have chemicals known to cause vaginal cancer, which is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. But as far as UTIs, those lubricants, what they do, she's using it for moisture, but then they prevent the walls of her vagina from working how they're designed to. And so it actually ends up thinning the walls and making their dryness problem even worse over time. So what they're using for the solution is causing the problem. They need to make their own at home and also increase soy. And you can make it with like coconut oil and things like that. There's a lot of great recipes that doctors have have put online um, to do to make homemade lubrication. Um, So your your vagina, this is what we say in class. Your vagina is a self-cleaning oven. Don't stick stuff up there. Don't mess with it. It's got to take care of itself. You've got to feed it a healthy diet. And then if you still need something, if you're using condoms and things, you got to be super careful, you know, condoms with spermicide on them. That same thing that kills sperm also will ruin and thin the lining of the vagina and just cause it to bleed randomly and cause pain and all this. So we're way into
0: it. I hope that wasn't too graphic. No, I love it. I thank you so, so much. You Mm -hmm. have given so many incredible tips and tricks to our audience. I absolutely love it. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Very, very cool. You you have got me. I'm like, gosh, I need to do a segment, you know, a day every week that let's talk about sex because yes. it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a hot topic. You it know? is hot. And nobody will for be. it, but they all want it. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. I mean, it's such a huge part of who we are. You know, we're sexual beings. So, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. Everybody deserves to enjoy that part of being human. Thank you. So thanks for giving me an opportunity
1: and platform to share this information.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Let's get you back in, you know, so many months because you're just, you continue to create. I mean, there are so many what's next with you. And so I'm really looking forward to, and um, let's make sure that the audience knows where to find you. Go to her main website and you can find the other ones through this. And it's www.foodsavedme.com. Again, that's www.foodsavedme.com. And she also has www.foodsavedme.institute. And Mm -hmm. so that's another incredible resource, the dot institute. And then this is where, um, is this where you you can purchase the African-American cookbook? Yes, or to be an instructor if they want to teach it. Excellent. Another incredible resource. That is ww.doua nutrition class. That's a -a nutritionclass.com. So awesome, awesome, awesome stuff today, Catherine. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I'm gonna remind our audience that, you know, this show is here due to your donations. Thank you so much for your generous contributions. You can see on the screen where you can go to donate. And if you go to our website at www.thewellnessdrivenlifeshow.com, I feel like I'm saying a lot of WWWs <laughs> today. <laughs> Say that six times fast, right? Um, you'll be left with a beautiful email follow-up for your records. Uh, Catherine, thank you again. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience today?
1: I just hope that they'll come away realizing that you have so much power over so much of your health and even not just big diseases, but the little stuff, the sex stuff, the eating stuff, like we're just, you have so much power than you think. So I encourage you to dive in and and embrace it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. And until next time, I want to wish everybody a farewell. Goodbye for now, and we will see you next time. Thanks so much.